0: Amplifying Wellness with TLC. This podcast is a place where we're dedicated to your self-care and your wellness. We'll be sharing guest stories, information, and tips on how to live healthier and happier lives. We're Twin Life Coaching and Business Services with your host myself, Barb Schutz, and Tara Lehman. We care about increasing awareness around self-care and mental health through this podcast, our coaching, consulting, workshops, and our newest addition, our new community. To find out more about all of our services in our community, please visit www.twinlifecoaching.ca. As a reminder, though, this podcast is for sharing stories and information only and is not intended to be or replace any medical advice you're seeking or have received. So always follow up with your doctor. All right, today we are welcoming Debbie Harbeck. She is now a life coach who works to empower women over 40 who want to lose that belly fat and may need help with other changes that are associated with something about half the population goes through, perimenopause and menopause. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's so great to be here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, we're very excited to hear a lot about what you have to say. Like I am. <laughs> give it, yep. give it, give it very excited. <laughs> so... We know a bit about you and your journey, but would you let our audience know a bit about your background and how you became a perimenopausal and menopausal coach?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I can I can tell you my journey, which has been probably the past twenty three years. Wow, <laughs> I'll oh, condense wow. it into <laughs> into a smaller okay box here. So, um, yeah, for me, my journey really began, I would say, when my mother passed away. So she Mm -hmm. had cancer. Uh, She was 57. And Mm -hmm. that obviously impacted me enormously. I had just had my first child. Um, So just having that happen turned my world a little bit upside down and made me think about what do I really want from my life? How do Mm -hmm. I want to live this life that could be short, you know? Mm -hmm, Yeah. You know, and so I, um, at the time, I was an aerospace engineer, so I was, wow. was what I had no. studied for. So yeah, it was, uh, but Big it wasn't change. what I was passionate about. Yeah, no, it made me really question. Like, it wasn't really what I wanted to be doing, and I had just had a baby too. So all these things were making me think, what do I want from my life? First thing I wanted mm-hmm. was I wanted to be there for this new life that I brought into the world as my mother was there for me.
0: Yeah. And,
1: um, and then I thought, well, what are some things that I could do? What am I passionate about? And health and fitness was always a passion of mine. I was a competitive swimmer. I was always into fitness mm-hmm. of some sort. So I decided to follow that route. And I started as an aqua fitness instructor at the YMCA. And, uh, and then I went into become a personal trainer. So I did that over about a period of five years. I did that as I was taking care of my daughters, as I was doing other Mm -hmm. jobs, I, I did go back to work for a little while too. So I had a lot going on, but I was following this path. And, um, Yeah, it led me to personal training. It led me to yoga, which I love, which I still teach. And it led me through nutrition and finally now life coaching, which sort of, to me, ties everything together. Mm -hmm. And in particular, I chose to coach mostly. I've always been, uh, when I was in personal training, I've always been with women and Mm -hmm. I find women need this push they need to take care of themselves more and I see from my mother's passing that I know she didn't take care of herself as well Mm -hmm. she could have because she was so much taking care of everyone else
0: that's what we do right we do
1: we put ourselves on the back burner not that she was horribly you know uh out of shape and stuff like Mm -hmm. that but I just saw that she had done so much for all of us and obviously she hadn't been well for a little while she wasn't she didn't signal that she was sick. Uh, It was all very quick because it took three weeks. So I know that, yeah, she just, um, she wasn't paying attention to her body. She wasn't Mm -hmm. in tune with that. So to me, it was really important that I always was there for women to help them pay attention to themselves. And of course, well, at 45, I started going into perimenopause and Mm -hmm. it just became this whole new world. And I realized my mother was in menopause or just, I don't even know exactly what phase she was in. Mm-hmm. I know she was taking some hormone therapy at the time. So I know she was in that when she passed. So to me, it's like, wow, this is, it, it just opened my eyes to like what this whole other world is that nobody talks about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> perimenopause yeah. and menopause. Like I didn't even know the word perimenopause until I was in perimenopause. I didn't mm-hmm. know it was a word. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's it's kind of like when when we were all, teenagers and you know women who girls got their periods and it was a thing that you didn't talk about yeah so, yeah. yeah you don't hear a lot of language around menopause and perimenopause
1: you're right it's true it's yeah. the same thing like you sometimes you didn't know about your period until you had your period yeah exactly so now it's the same thing you don't know that menopause to me is just oh i won't have my cycle anymore mm-hmm. and maybe i'll have a hot flash or two But that's all I really knew. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that it started, perimenopause starts years before you even enter menopause. So Mm -hmm. it's just, uh, yeah, it's been an eye-opening experience. So I thought, you know what, I can't be the only one who doesn't know this stuff. (laughs) (laughs)
0: 50% of the population, you know, are women. And I'll bet you, I don't even, can't even fathom how many people don't know. So very, very proud of what you do. Thank you. when you think about your coaching and the people, the women that you do coach, what do you see as the main challenges that they face when they're, you know, dealing with the perimenopause and the, the menopause?
1: Well, I think as I probably taking my mother again is, is first of all, the challenge of taking care of themselves and making themselves a priority and actually paying attention to what's going on in their bodies. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of women sort of push it aside, don't want to see it. Uh, I'll deal with it later, Uh, you know, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I want women to pay attention to it. So I think that's one major obstacle. And then it's just all the things that do happen because you're in perimenopause. It's not just hot flashes and your cycle slowing down. Mm-hmm. It could be all kinds of things. It could be, uh, that you have migraines or acid reflux, or you, uh, have brain fog. Oh, or, that's you, me. You know, <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it can lead to all kinds of like a lot of women feel very angry and irritable mm-hmm. and even depression becomes a bigger issue at this time of life because we don't have our hormones are are changing and we're really on decline. So estrogen and progesterone are on the decline. And and that just they used to protect us from a lot of this stuff. We don't realize mm-hmm. how protective those hormones are when we don't have them anymore. We are exposed to all kinds mm-hmm. of Illness, all kinds of uh, mental conditions, physical conditions. So yeah, yeah, wow. that's what it is.
0: I have a question about that too. I've heard those rumors where they say when you go through menopause, you're more at risk for things like breast cancer and cervical cancer and things. Have you had any knowledge of any of that? Just out of curiosity.
1: Yeah, well, for sure, yes, and and it starts okay. in perimenopause because perimenopause is where things start to decline. It is where you start feeling all these symptoms that are associated mm-hmm. with. What we call menopause actually start occurring five to fifteen years before you even go into menopause, and mm-hmm. menopause is that gateway of like twelve months with no period. Then you're right. menopause, and then you're considered post-menopause after that point. So menopause really is only a point in time, but we call it menopause forever and ever after mm-hmm. that. But um, so yeah, you could be going through that for years before, and so from that time you become at greater risk because you're estrogen was very protective all of a sudden you are exposed to a lot of things that you might not have been exposed to cancer you do have a higher cancer risk your Mm -hmm. cardiovascular disease risk goes up enormously your diabetes risk goes up so everything uh increases because we don't have the hormones taking care of the things they were before
0: so with the rumor i was hearing was a got some truth to it there Oh. And it does
1: have some truth to it it yeah. does it does and unfortunately breast cancer is one of the biggest ones that mm-hmm. we we do deal with at this point my mother had colon cancer it's another big one so really? yeah what did yeah. That. I was
0: connected to that interesting oh, yeah wow. um so i kind of have another question for you when you you talk a lot about you know of course about this is what the woman is going through but how does it how even with clients you've had in the past how does it affect their partners or kids work, you you know, you talk about a lot of different symptoms, mm-hmm. got to affect the people around them.
1: Oh, yeah, I think it I think it does. I think it can be, I mean, I and, I, and I'm saying all these things some women go through this time, and they barely have a symptom, they barely have an issue. Mm-hmm. So this is not all women. It's just like, with our period, right? Some women Mm -hmm. have horrible PMS. Some people don't even know they're getting the period. It it, it could be, you know, it's just the same thing here. So some women go through this time with with nothing, with no problems. And other women have enormous issues. And of course, when we have issues, when we're not sleeping because uh, of our hormones changing, when we're um, feeling irritable, angry, uh, all these things are, or, or depressed, all these things are going to start showing up in other areas of our lives our relationships could change going to work just that cycle of working and home all the time that that could be exhausting that could be mm-hmm. really really hard when you're going through this time and we don't the problem with this is a lot of women don't want to talk about this at work yes. there's kind of a stigma right oh you're getting yeah. older or maybe you're not going to be relevant anymore and you, you don't want to bring it up it's not mm-hmm. comfortable so you just kind of brush it aside and try to keep going but Uh, A lot of women actually have to stop working during menopause, I believe.
0: There's just so many things that people are afraid to bring up to a workplace that can, if you do, maybe it's helpful. Barb, what are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. I I saw you wanted to... Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, you know, where I work full time right now, um, my workplace is 99% women in their middle 40s and 50s. So, you know, I can go to work and say, my God, my brain fog's bad today. And they oh yeah, I know what you mean. But, <laughs> but you're right when you think about if you were working in a male dominated area and you go in and they're, you know, they're like, what's wrong with you today when really you've just had no sleep, um, you know, and, you know, you got some brain fog or what other symptoms the person might have. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. I think some t- sometimes, you know, like me, I'm lucky, and everyone else in the office knows exactly what I'm,
1: what I'm feeling <laughs> that moment. Um,
0: you are lucky. <laughs> yeah, where others can't, like Tara's previous employment, she wouldn't be able to say that, right? So, yeah, exactly. male-dominated industry, yeah. <laughs> very. So, very. do you find that even with the work, when you're dealing with your clients, do you find a lot of people saying they struggle with work
1: with some of their symptoms? I yeah? think a lot of them struggle with energy. Um, Mm. So I haven't had so many women struggle uh, because they're in a male dominated industry, although I was, but I Mm -hmm. wasn't going through this while I was in it but um i mostly women are just they're struggling with their energy they're struggling to feel and and like the brain fog those kind of things are and they're wondering what is going on with me what's wrong with me my memory isn't good anymore i'm exhausted mm-hmm. um so yeah they're they're being affected that way i think more than anything else and then if they're not on top of all this if you're not taking care of yourself if you're not exercising well if you're not eating well if you're not you know, um, taking care of the stress that's going on, all these symptoms, all these issues are just bigger.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that brings me to uh, my next question for you. You're you're you are, you know, all about belly fat, and you do challenges on that and you coach on that. So explain to our audience how diet stress and other factors such as not sleeping those t- types of things play a role during our time both mentally and physically and you know a couple of ways that maybe we can overcome some of that
1: yeah yeah I talk about belly fat not I mean there's the aesthetic about belly fat people don't Mm -hmm. like the belly fat the way it looks but mostly it's because the health associated with belly Mm -hmm. fat because as soon as we start storing fat in our middle our risk as I said for cardiovascular disease and Mm -hmm. and cancer and and all of the 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 lifestyle diseases goes up at, but it's a natural thing that does happen at this time of life that we'll start storing fat in our mm-hmm. middle because mm-hmm. we don't have the estrogen and the progesterone which was keeping the fat lower towards our mm-hmm. butt and our thighs right so mm-hmm. it's normal that we will start if we're going to gain fat, it's going to go around our middle. That doesn't mean you have to gain fat. It just means yeah. <laughs> if you do, that's where it will go. And that's the normal, that's the normal thing that will happen, unfortunately, for most people. Mm-hmm. Now, what exacerbates it is that if you are stressed... Mm -hmm. Stress is a huge problem. And I don't mean just the stress of like, one, you know, presentation that you have to make, or You know, you're just doing this one event. I mean, like chronic low level, this hum that you don't even know is Mm -hmm. there, because Mm -hmm. it's so noisy. But if all the noise was turned off, you'd feel it. You're like, Oh, my gosh, I'm like vibrating. I'm like, I'm stressed. I didn't even notice. It's that it's that stress because it's constant. And we're just so used to it, a lot of us. A lot of us don't even realize it's happening. And it's that stress that just constantly uh, means our cortisol levels are up. So when cortisol is up, uh, we preferentially uh, will store fat around the middle. Now, when we had the estrogen and progesterone, well, they did the job for us. They said, oh, we'll take care of the stress. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But now they're not there anymore. And it's the same thing with insulin. When estrogen was there we could keep our blood sugar at bay uh, better than we can now. Right now, anything you do that elevates your blood sugar will have effects and also preferentially will store fat around your middle. So insulin and cortisol become much much bigger players in this hormone mm-hmm. game, when we are at this stage of life, and we have to listen to them. So we have to eat foods that won't spike our insulin. And we have to be aware of things that can calm us down, including sleep uh, plays into the cortisol cycle mm-hmm. as well. So really, really important.
0: So, so when it comes to, to diet, I mean, we still like our treats, Right, you know, are there? Is is it okay to still have that occasional treat? I think we all want to hear you say yes to It's okay (laughs) for occasional treats. (laughs) Like, there's no strict diet. Is it? Is it all about the balance piece? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I, I am not all. It's not about restricting or deprivation I don't because that doesn't work right you take something away and you're just going to want it more so that just does not work and we can all if you're saying it's once in a while that's fine the problem isn't the once in a while the problem is every day having the treats because we can and the problem is as we get older we don't we we are exposed and we we have access to so many so much better treats than we did when we were younger it's so, true uh, and we want to be more comfortable and we want to enjoy these things more but the problem is now this is all going to start affecting you your 25 year old body could get away with it your 50 something year old body can no longer get away with it, Darn so it. You have to, yeah i know yeah. it sucks <laughs> it does it sucks for you know just the way we look and and the way we feel but it also sucks for our disease risk so Mm -hmm. we really have to pay attention to that but it is not all or nothing there is always room for the stuff you love always 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 and when I work with my clients it's all about habits and step by step and not Mm -hmm. like not not taking everything away from you because that just does not work Mm -hmm.
0: absolutely so that was a good conversation um (laughs) One of the, our last questions, I was just wondering if, if there was one big tip or, or tool you wanted to share with the, our listeners today that they could start to work on, say, in the next week or two, um, you know, to work towards a healthier life or, you know, for menopause or even just, you know, in general. Is there anything yeah. that uh, you think you'd want to share, like a, a tip or a tool?
1: Yeah, I would say five minutes. I just say five minutes a day, pick something that you're going to do a little bit better, a little bit. Oh, I love that. Just take five minutes a day, add five minutes of meditation, or do five minutes of exercise, or drink a glass of water before each meal that obviously takes less than five minutes, but Mm -hmm. not more than five minutes a day, find something that will just be a little bit healthier. I think that's where you have to start.
0: Mm-hmm. That's actually a great idea because it's not overwhelming. It's just a mm-hmm. quick little thing or like a, a little bit of a habit you can add to something you're already doing. Like you said, having that glass of water before three or four, three meals and two snacks. There's five glasses of water, and you know we have to drink a lot of water. So, but, but those are good ideas. Just to make it short and sweet. You know, someone if they're being told go and do you know an hour of exercise every single day when they don't exercise, you're right. They're not going to do it. They might do it no. for a week and then they're going to stop but go for a five minute walk around the living room or something, you know? Yeah. I love do. that. And I, I always say to my clients too, and I'm sure you both do as well when they have big goals is we break it down into those mini steps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you could use that for anything, menopause, you know, any aspect of life, anybody, just coming anybody can work.
1: use that. Yeah. I yeah. think it's such a great, I learned that years ago and it's just such a great, place to start i know so yeah
0: okay i'm gonna ask the question everybody wants to know out there maybe you don't have an answer but i'm asking it is there such a thing as manopause
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yes sort of but it's not intense like us i think they they do their hormones also change now It's a bit different for them, but it changes slower and over Mm. more time so they don't get symptoms like I and I really don't like the word symptoms because it sounds like an illness and and menopause is definitely not not an illness it's not something you need to treat. But it is something you need to be aware of. And it yeah, and there are symptoms you may need to treat. So anyways, but yes, Mm -hmm. there is men's bodies definitely do change. But what men never had the estrogen or progesterone at the levels they do have them, but not at the levels we did. So they've always sort of been at a higher risk of belly fat because that is where men will store the belly uh, Mm -hmm. fat is around their bellies generally. So that Mm -hmm. doesn't really change for them and their cardiovascular risk was always higher than ours, but in menopause,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we are actually starting to surpass them for cardiovascular risk. Oh, wow. So, but yeah, men's bodies are changing, but they don't, not, not at the same pace. Like Therefore her. it's not so intense now. But that <laughs> does explain <laughs> one thing that explains why
0: you see a lot of men where, you know, you always joke that they, they have the belly and nothing else. Mm. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. That yeah. makes
1: sense now. The beer yes.
0: belly, I think people call it
1: yeah it could if, be yeah. it can be alcohol uh can do that too mm-hmm. um but stress enormous enormous part of that could, it could be stress related yeah oh, so wow
0: thanks so this wasn't a very informative um uh, episode today thank you so much for coming on so if our listeners did want to learn more about you where can they find you online how would they find you
1: yeah, well, you can always come to my website. I have a blog on my website as well, Debbie, uh, Um, I'm also on Instagram at, at Debbie Harbeck. I'm on Facebook at Debbie Harbeck Coaching. So these are all places you can find me. I will be starting a podcast soon inspired by you. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Midlife Momentum Podcast. And Love so it. that's going to be starting soon too. So anyways, that'll be on my website as well once I get that up oh, and running.
0: Awesome. Well, again, thanks for joining us today, Debbie. It was an awesome conversation. I learned a lot. (laughs) I just got to say, I did learn a lot. Um, For all of our listeners, we will be looking for more guests to speak about their favorite self-care topics. So if you have a topic you want to discuss, um, or you think that we may want to hear about, please let us know. You can send us an email at info at twinlifecoaching.ca. And we also would love to thank our listeners for joining us today in our conversation with Debbie. We can't wait to bring you more to Amplifying Your Wellness with us and with our guest stories, challenges, wins, and tips to help you on your self-care journeys. As a reminder, our new Amplifying Your Wellness with TLC community is a great place to find more support for everything you need from coaching, free resources, workshops, and so much more. To find out more information about our community and of all of our services, please visit www.twinlifecoaching.ca. Until next time, remember, you've got this.